Straight No Chase of the Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. We are available everywhere that you get podcasts, Apple, Music, Spotify, everything. On that note, <laughs> uh, we got to introduce everybody. Oh, we are four friends. Normally, we four friends. Today, we three friends that are just trying to solve everybody's problems one drink at a time. That's what we're doing. So, my name is John. Hola. Como estas? Going to kick it over to Ra. I'm drinking well, sangria. Sangria? All right, what's going on? I'm almost along those lines. I got a little red wine, y'all. This is Ra, and I'll save it for later. But I got a little red wine right now. Um, toss it up to my man, KG. Um, people, good evening. I'm drinking tequila. Um, but as we uh, record this, uh, I uh, I shared with the fellas earlier, man, I, you know, I'm having a rough go at it. As we record this, we have been in the midst of three mass shootings in this country. Most recently, uh, we just lost 22 individuals in Uvalde, Texas. And uh, as a as a father, husband, son, human, you know, I I think it just uh, that hurt me the most. So. Just out of respect, I'm gonna read these kids' names, man. Alexandra Maya Rubio, this little girl was 10. Alita Ramirez, she was 10. Amory Jo Garzo, she was 10. Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, she was 10. Elatina Cruz Torres, she was 10. Elaine Garcia, she was nine. Eva Morales, she was 44, one of the teachers. Armor Guave, another teacher, mother of four. Jackie Gonzalez, uh, Carlos, I'm sorry, she was 10. Jalea Nicole Segredo, she was 10. JC Levanis, she was 10. Jose Flores, he was 10. Layla Salazar, she was 10. McKenna, McKenna Lee Elrod, she was 10. Mete Rodriguez, Miranda Mathis, she was 11. Navuela Bravo, Rolio Torales, Tess Marie Mata, Uzziah Garcia, and Xavier Lopez. These are all little kids, man. And, um, you know, we gotta figure something out because this stuff can't keep happening. But I know we all uh, grieve in some type of way, but, you know, in our own way, man, and salute to to those young young souls, man. With that said, we do to try to have like little icebreakers here to ease us into a little discussion. We need a good pivot, man. We need a good pivot. Right, 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 right. Ra, I believe you've got a meme for the people, and we're gonna describe it and kind of get into it. Basically, it's a group of comedians. So you're getting roasted. You can only call two of them for help. Who you gonna call? Not the well, Ghostbusters. We, well, we have Cat Williams on the on the list, like Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle, Mike Epps. Y'all tripping. Martin, Kevin Hart. Those are the six options. If I had to choose from the options that are pre presented, I'm choosing Bernie. I'm choosing Dave. But there is an option I wish was on the screen. Because if I'm getting roasted and I needed somebody to like really like dive in, I'm calling DL because he was a master at just picking on people out the blue. So that's who I, but he's not on it. 
If I had to choose from two, we had Dave Bernie. That's what I'm going with. You could go with Chris Rock. I mean, he the only one that got slapped out here. So you know he hurting feelings for real with his roasting. So he's an option if you're going, you know, left field. I'm with you, man. I got to go Bernie Mac out of this list. Right. Um, I I went went Bernie. Um, and then I went Dave as my number two, but Bernie Mac is a master comedian. That dude was hilarious, funny as hell. But then he had Eddie Murphy on here. I'm like, no Eddie, no Red Fox, no Richard Pryor, but I'm going Bernie Mac. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, no, no. Go on. Go on. What you got? I was going to ask a question, but I want to hear John's um, response before I ask the question, because John's I mean, funny, man. He he, the in-house comedian. I don't need no help, but if you got to go with the theme of the little meme, I'm definitely also going to co-sign with Bernie Mac. And then I got to go with Cat Williams. Cat will tear your ass up. Oh, yes. Cat will hurt your feelings. Cat will hurt your feelings for real. It'd be Bernie Mac and Cat Williams for me, but I don't need no help, Internet. So keep that in Sheree, mind. Don't step to me with that nonsense. Sheree, Sheree said Bernie and Cat as well. I'm telling you, anyone on this list right here on the screen you feel is highly, thoroughly, phenomenally overrated? Mike Epps. How did he get on the damn list? Mike Epps. Who, Mike, I think well, Mike Epps made the meme. But Mike Epps is funny, but I don't think he's in these these comedians' caliber. Martin is a little I haven't I mean I haven't seen Martin lately, but if he's still resting on what he did back in the day, that ain't gonna cut it. Well, Martin Martin did he he took the Eddie Murphy route. The Eddie Murphy route is I, I don't want to do the vulgar stuff anymore. I want to do wholesome family movies. I'm with well, that. Yeah, His last the, couple of comedy specials, I didn't really find them very entertaining or funny. He's but, had some more? Yeah, he's had a few more. Oh, yeah. word. I didn't even know that. There's a few more. Elaine, but, Elaine, you know, I, I, I would say out of these, now I, I've actually seen Mike Epps, and he was hilarious. But I've also seen some when I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm young. I'm sorry, man. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's movie where he was, like, actually playing a comedian, and it was like a drama with Wesley Snipes that was actually sneaky good. Mm-hmm. But as a comedian, I just I can't fuck with it. I like I like when comedians start taking on dramatic roles. Uh, Jennifer, yeah, was, was Jen, that. Jen said Martin and Mike need to be out the lineup. I think yeah, I think Martin could come out the lineup. I think I think Mike need to be out the lineup. He funny if I'm drunk, has some fried chicken and some watermelon and, and Kool Aid, and I'm in a particular mindset. Then Mike is funny to me. Outside watermelon. of that, he, he I mean yeah, he ain't and Kool Aid. And so Kool Aid. So you got to be drunk and add watermelon and add Kool Aid before. I don't think I've ever seen y'all eat watermelon, man. Man, I eat your watermelon. I eat watermelon all the time. Christina said Kevin Hart is not funny at all. Christina, you are absolutely right. He is not funny at all. Um, I don't know. That all right, all right, all right. That joke was hilarious. I mean, when he did it, but after everyone got a hold of it, after the internet got a hold of it, it lost its burn. And then all his stuff after that is just like, eh. The funniest shit that he's done is that response to my man, uh, Don Cheadle, when he was like, when he asked Don Cheadle how old he was, that's like the funniest thing he's done to me in years. Because it was was real. But, okay. Kevin Hart was hot for a minute. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to take that from him. What he did is he oversaturated the market. And so, me, as, as a former like like a supporter of his, fan of his, he just kind of got, he, he burnt himself out to me. Like, man, I need you to sit down for a second and, and be gone and come back, right? He didn't he didn't do that in my cup of tea. My wife loves that dude. She thinks he's hilarious, but I'm like, you know, she can love who she wants. I don't care. But listen, I pulled that down because um, when you think about stuff that that is borderline hilarious, um, depending on how you look at it, did y'all see Bronny James with the picture of, of talk about this. 
his high school date. Yeah, I did check that prom. out. And then, and so the, the, the prom picture was posted. So Bronny got his little high school date. And then that got a hold of some old LeBron James pictures with his high school date. He had him a little snow bunny. And, you know, the anonymous people by way of social media has something to say. But then all of a sudden, someone who was not anonymous has something to say. Mm. Doc, Dr. Umar Johnson. Oh, the, boy. The, the Prince of Pan-Africanism himself. The King Kong of consciousness. The King Kong of consciousness. <laughs> King Kong ain't got nothing on him. Then he's talking like, Yo, sisters, Ron, he married. oh, yeah, he's 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 living the polygamous life. He's like, LeBron, I thought you was an activist. How you letting your son do this? How can you be an activist? And she taking and he got a little bunny on the screen. So wow. he makes a comment. And then the game jumps in and the game is like, you children's is off limits. You know, let that man date who he want. He does. Because <laughs> it's the game. He, it's the game. It's He's the game. <laughs> I, I think he's just as silly as everyone else. But yeah, so the game has something to say. Y'all got an issue with Bronny taking Bell to oh, man. This is what this is clout chasing. This is literally clout chasing, as as the kids call it. Why do so many adults have an opinion about teenagers and their business or whatever? And okay, so he he's taking a white girl to the prom. And like I, I just don't understand why people have this kind of visceral reaction to a young black man with a white woman but don't have the same energy for young black girl with a white boy i don't think anything's wrong with it find love wherever you can world is cold life is tough if you find somebody that's white so be it it's none of our business are you aligned with with the game? i'm aligned with the it's not adults like business and if he's with a white girl or a black girl or a fill in the blank girl or whatever he decides to do. I think people feel like just because you see somebody on the internet that you know them, we don't know them people. Really, kids are supposed to be off limits. There used to be a code to this where it's like no women, no children, certain things that people kind of stood by, but all that's gone to the wayside. Again, this is straight clout chasing. It's deplorable. You adults out there ought to be ashamed of yourself. And you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't want your kids to be judged by the whole damn internet. Stop doing that. Queen, Queen Sheba says it. She actually does have all the energy for it, but it, it's not her business. That's what she's saying in the comments. It's no, not our business when it's this situation, but it is our business when it's the other situation. Well, Come nobody on. said nothing about Malia Obama when she went with the, the white dude. So at all, at all, no that I saw around that. I didn't know but, she. Did. I, didn't, I didn't know Malia went to uh, uh, D Wade's daughter. D Wade's daughter got a little white boyfriend. So what? Yeah. So here's here's what I would say about it. One, we don't know if they're actually dating. We have no idea. And when, you know, Rob brought up LeBron and his his prom date, he could have just been the company or one of the homegirls or people in the crew. You just don't know. He clearly didn't marry her. He got with his wife, who he dated in high school, and they have, I think, three or four kids, and they seem to be doing very well in their relationship, obviously financially and everything else. I don't have a problem with this, man. This dude went on a date, a date. He ain't engaged. He ain't married. He's kicking it one night. Uh, it's a prom date. I mean, it, it it's means more something. Than just a date. It's I a prom people, date. Let's be people, real. I know people who have gone to the prom as friends, had a good time, and went back to the crib. We don't know what their situation or circumstances are. So I think people are projecting. I think Umar, to your point, he is clout chasing. He's sticking his his nose in some business that doesn't belong to him, and he just wants notoriety. It's gonna get some clicks. 
and some somebody gonna listen to some stuff he's gonna say. All right, you know, I I've roasted Umar a little bit, not roasted, but I've I've talked in a critical way of him on this platform a couple of times. He has some some points, but you know, what, it ain't like he his... lives in a glass house. He's he throwing stone living in a glass house now. What, so I think what, he needs to chill out. What were his points? What were some of the points he had? Umar? Yeah. John likes him. Like John really supports whoa, him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know Rob was right Rob, here. Rob was like, you know, he's do a clown. But you know, some stuff he says is kind of like you got you, you, make sense. Are you talking about in general he has points. In general, yeah. You weren't talking about specifically nothing with specific. Ronnie Bronny would no, no, he has Bell. zero points around Ronnie and Bell are going to the pole. Yeah, that's right. Why you gotta call a bell? I mean, that's the imagery I get. I really shouldn't go with Bell because I think Bell was a brunette. So maybe Sleeping Beauty, because I think she was. Why can't you call a girl by a name? I think it's like I don't know what. I, I don't her know. Her name what is Heather. I, 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 no, it's I, not. It wasn't no damn Heather. <laughs> I, I saw it in an article. I just can't remember what the right. name is. Yeah, I think um, her name was like Peyton or something. I don't know, man. I, I I'm kind of twisted in a couple of ways with this. I'm kind of twisted in a couple of ways with this. Yes, um, people should be able to date who they want. Okay. I think you go you go where your heart is, but to 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 KG's point, you don't know if it's a they dating. It's just. You know, it's, it's one night out. Oh, let me shout out Jay, Decca, uh, Queen of Sheba, of course. But Rita, Rita said that they got their filler. Um, she was with Jay and they got their filler, the verses with all the trap music. And now they're kicking it with us. So take who you want to the prom. I come from a, a tradition when it was like when I was in high school, you took your girlfriend to the prom or you took that girl you've been wanting to connect with all year long or two years and you was like listen i want you to be my prom that was a big thing because more likely than not you was taking someone who you wanted to be with the people who just went with friends i'm talking about when i was in high school the people who just went with friends were folks who couldn't find dates that they wanted to be with that's what happened in all fairness y'all i didn't go to my prom so I, I couldn't, wow. find, a, couldn't find a date wow. no one wanted to go to prom with me but i say all that to say I don't know if it's the same culture around prom life today as it was back then. So I don't maybe, think I don't think it is. I think you went to the prom in a different area. Clearly, it was some decades ago. I didn't so, go to my prom, but it all was. of us. Oh well, the time frame when you were allowed to go to prom was some decades ago with all yes. of us. And when I think about this era of, of kids, how they move in general is very different than how we moved. I didn't get to finish and, at all. I don't really quite understand. I don't understand it, but I can look at this and say that we don't know if they're dating again. They could be homies that's kicking it and part of the group hanging out. I, but here's the thing. I ain't get to my point. I was I was long winded, I guess. You were. This whole idea of a black dude should not take this white sister out to prom. You know what that's about? Great replacement theory. That's what the white folk are up in arms over. She, she is an enemy to her people. And maybe that's what we should be talking about. She's an enemy to her people because now she's creating, making it, making it commonplace for white girls to get with black guys. And then what happens? They water down the white culture. They water down white, white, white civilization. Great, great replacement theory. But it's a black no. dude that's upset. It's not a white man that's upset that oh, we know about. No, he the black dude is upset publicly. We okay. don't know what the white boys are thinking about. I didn't say you didn't hear what I said because you were still talking. What I said is we don't know. We don't know what, what they're saying publicly. Well, all that's we know is that's what, upset that's what I said. Who, the, that's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> you just yeah. said what I said. Talk right. about <laughs> shut up. Um, that's what I said. <laughs> you said that it's that's a what black I said. dude talking about it. I said all we know is the black dude that's talking about it, Umar. 
because he's he, he dipping his toes and some stuff that ain't, ain't gonna do with him. That Pan African. Nobody white is mad at this girl for dating Bronny James, who's probably gonna go to the NBA. So you know, white folk even if he don't go to the NBA, he got he he's a meal ticket. He's straight. He's straight. A meal ticket. Yeah. So. Speaking of, basically, he's a you know, dude. I like that. Life. I like that, KG. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, you know, when, when on the on the I guess on the more serious tip, we're we're upon the commemoration, two year commemoration of um, George Floyd being murdered by um, Derek Chauvin. I want to make sure we mention this dude's name as a as a murderer and a killer. And you know, you got that. In Minnesota, we've had a couple of many more, you know, interactions with law enforcement. And I'm going to just pose that with, you know, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, they got some issues, right? You know, Black Lives Matter started with the um, the murder of um, the brother in outside of St. Louis, Mike Brown, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of got its, found, its founding in that in that whole era, founded with Patricia Coolers or Colors, whatever her name is. No disrespect, but um, over the course, of people do that. Over the course, over the course of years, you know, Black Lives Matter has accumulated a significant amount of of donations, financing, money, etc. Come to find out, you know, when people start looking into them, they didn't bought them an eight million dollar crib, six million dollar house. I'm sorry, uh, they didn't. She's appointed her husband as uh, like a co-founder, etc. And now he's gotten appropriated like 8.4 million Black Lives Matter Canada. And so where the money going? I guess when I when you think about George Floyd, what's happened and this entity supposedly being something that's advocating mm-hmm. for and supporting George Floyd. Well, I think they donated, I think, like a couple of hundred thousand dollars to George Floyd's, uh, I guess, something within his honor or memory. Mm-hmm. How we feel about that? Do we feel like Black Lives Matter is a credible organization? Do we, I know we probably all agree with the movement, but how do we feel about them as a we standing with it? We rocking with it? Or do we think they need to be held accountable? John, you you posted a TikTok about that some time ago and got some. Oh yeah, you got some uh, heat in your comments. Oh, I, I mute that like ASAP. But I think this is very difficult to have as a conversation. That's why I'm glad that we do this type of thing. Straight No Chase of the podcast available everywhere. Basically, I think that Black Lives Matter is in people's minds, not an organization. It's a movement. It's supposed to mean something. And I think that people need to mature politically and realize that there has to be like a political goal associated with whatever movement you're talking about. Because people just took to the streets because we was pissed. We was mad about George Floyd and so on and so forth. And from this, People wanted to find some kind of definitive way to help and do something. And Black Lives Matter was literally the only kind of organization out there. You had NAACP, people don't trust them. What else is there? You know what I'm saying? You might have different little church denomination groups, but it really was not like a big group to take in the energy and the money in the response to George Floyd. So they were perfectly placed to do that. I think that they could have been much more transparent, the organization. But in the minds of people, Black Lives Matter is like a movement and it should be separated from the organization. It's unfortunate that it's not. Uh, The optics don't look good at all. You know what I'm saying? I totally understand when they the people that's inside the organization was like, we bought this house to have a getaway, a place where people can, you know, come and organize and so on and so forth. Okay, that is what it is. But then. They have like a happy hour or something on George Floyd, the anniversary of his death, to congratulate themselves for being in business for a year. 
or, or something crazy. It don't look good. I think that if you are going to criticize them, you should also help to organize. So if you got a uh, issue with how they doing things, get off the internet and go find your local Black Lives Matter group or what have you and help organize it. Okay, so let's put some some fact to a lot of this stuff because yes, Black Lives Matter is a movement of people, which is separate and apart from a nonprofit organization called Black Lives Matter. But let's not get it twisted. The people who founded the nonprofit organization were the same people who started the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not that they co-opted it. In 2013, you had these three sisters after the, the acquittal of, of George Zimmerman started this Black Lives Matter movement. One of them is Patrice Cullors, who was the sole chair or sole board of director. She created the nonprofit, coined the, the, the hashtag, trademarked it, created a nonprofit, and then started fundraising to provide the capital for the movement. The movement has to have people pay for it. You can't just show up on city streets. You've got to pay for permits. Absolutely. You got you to buy water to have it out. So people separate them. But they forget the movement was started by the people who run the organization. Now, when you get to when you get to that point where you decide to have an organization that taking ninety million dollars, you need to be held to you need to be held accountable for that money. Say ninety again? million in, in, in cage. You talked about a six million dollar crib. That's the crib they bought out in Cali. There was an eight million dollar crib they bought in Canada. In Canada, yeah, eight point four months before the California house. Eight point four to be exact. And they paid more for the money for the house than it was worth. They weren't asking for eight mil. They was asking for six mil. I will give you eight mil. Then you're gonna give a million and a half to your, your ex-husband. Then your brother gonna have a, a, a security firm. A lot of nepotism going on within the organization for sure. At the moment you decide, at the but, moment you decide to take money from people, you have got to be a good steward of, the, of that money. And it's not a, it's not a matter of it's money you raised because you was you was working a job. Well, it is you are working a job when you run a nonprofit, and you should pay yourself if you run in a nonprofit. But I, I'm telling you right now, these people fleecing folk, and they should be held. My fault is they should be held to a higher standard, not just held accountable, held to a higher standard. I'm not letting black folk get away with stuff because white people be doing it with their nonprofit. That that sounds silly to me, and that's been the bulk of a lot of the arguments I hear. Well, look at what they're doing with you know the Red Cross, and look at what they're doing with da da da. I don't care what white folks is doing with their organization. That don't mean I'm gonna let black people slide with dirty stuff. Taking that money and buying houses is dirty, period. I was, was, was going to ask the question, you know, they said the house was for organizing. Did anybody know they had a house until this came out? I heard they bought multiple mansions across the country. Mansions. That's what I read. Mansions, not houses, not offices. Oh now, I also read that they were they were supposed to use um, the California house to house people who were unhoused. I don't know if... The whole object about what I was saying is like there has to be a goal associated with your movement or your organization or what have you. Nobody can define for me what that political goal is for Black Lives Matter. What is their goal? They have a whole website. Their goal is all their website. See, that tells me people don't read. They've Hold spelled on. it all out. Go go to I'm looking at right now. BlackLivesMatter.com. They spell it all out. They give you wow. they, they news. They about they transparency. A movement as in like the pro-life people are anti-abortion. You don't need to go to no damn website for it. They, if but, you can't summarize not, it, you don't have a good message. That's what I'm saying. They have not done whatever it is that they are out there to do. They haven't done it. 
pro-life isn't just anti anti-abortion. They right. a lot of them are also anti uh, birth control. Pro-life means anti-abortion. Birth control isn't abortion. <laughs> I love when this I'm happens. Saying, all I'm saying no. is all I'm saying is this BLM thing, they started a movement, they flipped their movement into a nonprofit. Nonprofits are Bro, notorious for raising funds. I want anybody to tell me what their goal is and why is it that what we cannot what does it have to do with them being able they're to an organization willy-nilly? Oh, I mean, that's... That's, that's what we're what talking I, about. That's what I'm saying. We're not talking about their the goals. We're, we're talking, talking about, about taking people's money and spending right? it willy-nilly on eight and six million dollar mansions across the country. As an investment, according to them. So now my question is... No, that, it wasn't an investment, according to them. That was the investment. Like, they bought stock with the money. They bought some houses. It wasn't for investment purposes, though. Here's my point. What can we do to help organize that organization? They don't want they don't want us to help organize yeah. the organization. Because okay. once you go in, you gotta you gotta pull a skirt up and see all the dirt that's underneath it. You gotta see all the hundreds of thousands that they've been giving to their cousins. So they this is why nothing ever changes family. right here. No, that's not why stuff never changes. You know why stuff never changes? Because we make excuses. <laughs> yeah. And we point to other folk and be like, nah, I don't look at them. Oh, we say they're doing it too. I mean that, that happens too. And they are doing it too. They're doing it better than we are because they don't get the front page like that. I always hold my family to a higher standard. I always hold the people I work with to a higher standard. Why would that be at a higher standard, though? Why can't we be like, why why can't we? You know why? You know why? why? Because when stuff like this comes out in the news, I don't want to look stupid because I've been rolling with you. How would you be looking stupid? All them people who've been rolling with Black Lives Matter, then they get to read in a newspaper that these people was buying multi-million dollar homes all over the country and even in Canada. And they're like, oh, what's that money for? It would be different as they're acquiring these, these properties. They post it on the website. Hey, we have this. And it's, it's above mm-hmm. board. This appears to be some selfish, nefarious kind of action that they're profiting from. Like they're raising all this money. And if, if I forget the dollar value in which they donated to George Floyd, but yeah. it was subpar. In, in comparison to the amount of revenue that they brought in, it's just like, dude, you can't do that, man. Like, you look like you're a criminal. Like, you're trying to get rich off of this. You know, a lot of black people used what to watch Scandal. The they used to watch Scandal. And, w- and when Papa Pope told Olivia, you got to work twice as hard as them. You got to be twice as better as them. Black folk jumped up, yeah, because they knew that was the truth. In order to be good in America, you got to be twice as better than these people who are running around here being lackadaisical. But then when we look at organizations being, being twice as worse, then we're I like, think, oh, it's okay. Look but Rob, y'all are holding yourself to that standard. You are the ones should. that are saying that. And I think we should. Because you know what happens? We have a better chance at avoiding jail time. Oh, you go, you can go to jail and be completely innocent. I didn't that. say you couldn't. I said we have a better chance. You're probably going to go to jail regardless. They definitely going to jail. Oh, they they probably probably is out the window. They pro- probably is gone. Someone's going to jail over this. This is Would you like to place a little wager on that, Ra? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we got to do the recommendation for the people thing. Yes, recommendation for the people. So we try to send out you know one recommendation, one thing that we really want everybody out there to partake in and do. I'll kick this off. Take a walk. Take a nice long walk wherever you live, you know, make a little time just to get outside, get off the Internet, get out of your office or your house or something, get some fresh air, walk around. It's nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm at that point in my life. Take a little walk today or tomorrow, sooner or later. Um, I'll jump out there. 
my recommendation for the people is june 1st follow me officially rasheem either instagram TikTok, or both june 1st we are going to have a cover reveal for the forthcoming novel broken brotherhood which is a follow-up a sequel to black rabisi so for all y'all who know about black rabisi five star suspense novel out there on amazon the sequel that everyone been clamoring for for years we doing the cover reveal on the first of june so do that and the other piece i want to say y'all get y'all some uncle nearest i don't know if y'all can see this but uncle nearest i got my bottle signed uh by fawn weaver y'all know i'm a i'm a stand for fall weaver cage you said you wanted a bottle too so i got yours right here let me know so, about it. Oh, you the money i got you whatever you. whatever ain't no money needed uh so those are my my recommendations for the people June right. 1st, cover reveal, get you some Uncle Nearest. Celebrate hey, with me. That sequel is seven or eight years in the making, so at least. So check it out. I, I co-sign that. Yeah. My recommendation is an yeah. app. The app is called I Am. And with this app, if you need or would like any positive affirmations, words of encouragement, whatever, this app will provide those to you um, throughout the day, should you so choose. So. In today's society, everything that's going on, we all need a little extra love in our lives. So, you know, check it out. I am. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that about wraps it up for us. Straight No Chaser podcast is in production with Dana Bingham Guanilio of Makeda Filmworks. And our original theme music was produced by Midnight Michael. I love that theme music. Um, we appreciate you again. We are available everywhere. Please like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about us. Uh, tell your mama I said hello. And um, other than that, man, you know. You say hello to people's mamas. I love people. Yo, I'm a big fan of mothers. That's all I can say. <laughs> On that note, got anything else? That's it? No, sir. I'm good. People, peace. Peace.